This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott & White Health. They're now offering virtual care anytime, even nights and weekends, on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the app today. And now, here's Neil. All right, thank you, Stubby. And uh, welcome back to our second hour today. Love to hear from you. We have only one line open right now, but hey, that's all you need. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, please. Mike Bass is running the boards, and he is answering the phones, and he is looking sharp and alert today. Not. Mike and I have have been struggling this weekend. We have not had easy times of our broadcasts, but uh, he's a pro, and he's good. So I'm glad he's here. Otherwise, I don't think I could stay on the air. Uh, It's time for a very special feature that we do each week at this time. I'll let Mike tell you a little bit about it with a little recorded message here. The SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week is proudly presented by Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. All right, that's Jake Wortham, and he did a nice job recording that. Thank you, Mike. He produced it for us, so good job. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Pee-wee. Pee-wee weighs 40 pounds. He's not so much a Pee-wee. Pee-wee is two and a half years old. He is a Labrador Retriever hound mix. Pee-wee, I got news for you. You look like a black lab. He's looking for a forever home at the SPCA of Texas. He doesn't want to be at the SPCA of Texas forever. He's trying to break out of the joint today with you. He looks like a sweet dog. He has a classic black coat with a little bit of white in the underbelly area. He has very intelligent puppy dog eyes. He has perfect floppy dog ears that round out a very cute face. If your heart hasn't melted already, he'll crack a smile and flop out that waggly tongue, and it'll all be over. Pee-wee has benefited from a round of foster care, so he is now house-trained, among other accomplishments. Pee-wee likes to get out and play, but he also likes to cuddle on the couch and play with toys. He seems to get along well with other dogs, so he might be a good choice for a second pet. Pee-wee came to the SPCA of Texas from a seizure of 48 dogs and cats from a property in Van Zant County. Originally, Pee-wee was not used to getting much individual attention, but he has come a long way. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Pee-wee has been neutered, microchipped, and he's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He'll be waiting for his new forever family at the Dallas Animal Care Center at 2400 Lone Star Drive. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available by walk-in on first-come, first-served basis, and appointments are also available for select animals. Pee-wee is P-E-E-W-E-E, but you knew that. And you can go to spca.org slash findapet. That's one word. spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a, you guess, cat. So that's Pee-wee, and I hope that you'll adopt Pee-wee. We've had several black labs that we've adopted over the years, I think three, and they have been some of the nicest dogs, just sweet and intelligent and fun to have around. Good, good dogs. They're a good breed. So thanks to the SPCA of Texas, and thanks to the foster care people who took care of Pee-wee and, and uh, taught him social skills and, and uh, just, uh, just being a good guy. So they are really nice people. If you want to volunteer and and maybe be a, a foster care person, that's your opportunity. That uh, that's why we do this uh, special feature each Sunday morning at this time. The SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week has been presented by Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Jake, very much. And I have some great news for you now from Baylor Scott and White Health. They sponsored this entire hour, as Stubby told you, and they've done so for many, many years. They've made it easy for us to keep up with our health at any time. They now offer 24-7 video visits on the My BSW Health app. We can get virtual care whenever and wherever we need it. Maybe it's right now or maybe it's later tonight. 
Maybe it's on a weekend, like right now, when allergies start acting up, when you're out working in the garden or, or cleaning a house or something. Heaven forbid we'd ever do that. Or when we run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature. The best part is that we don't even have to stop what we're doing to get the care that we need so we can stay focused on doing what we love to do, like gardening. It's as simple as texting BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. Discover the convenience of 24-7 care. Text BETTER to 88408. That's Baylor, Scott & White Health. MyBSW Health text BETTER to 88408. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now, or later today, or when those pesky allergies are giving you a very real headache. Just text BETTER, that's B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you. Let's go to uh, Leo in Plano. He's been waiting, and uh, we will go there right now. Leo, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. What can I do yes, to help? I have a question on pruning tomatoes. I would like your opinion on it because every, everybody I seem to ask has a different opinion. And is there a difference between pruning determinate and indeterminate? And also the suckers that grow between the branches, that's one of the, my main concerns. Do you pinch all those off halfway up? I mean, I've tried it all different ways, and I'd just like to hear your opinion. The old uh, style until about 40 years ago, 35 or 40 years ago, was to remove the suckers as you tied tomatoes up a, a wooden stake. And then we realized that if we don't do that, we'll get more tomatoes and the 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 growth that comes on those suckers will shade the ripening fruit so they'll have much higher quality. And so I haven't pinched out any of the suckers in in 40 years, maybe 45 years. We, you need to put them in, in wire cages that are uh, substantial enough that are 16 inches in diameter. They're cylinders mm -hmm. and uh, four feet high. And then you can just keep pushing the, the new growth back into the cage so it doesn't come out and flop all over the place. But... If you do that, you don't you don't pinch off the suckers. Does it affect the size of the fruit at all? Uh, it might. It might make it a little smaller, which is not a bad thing at all. Uh, right. You get more total poundage by far. I would think the first 20 years I grew tomatoes, I never pinched them, and it did seem like I got more per plant. So yeah. I think that's accurate, too. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Now, if you're in a greenhouse and you're trying to grow them up a, a wire, a, a, a piece of a twine, I, I don't know if you ever seen anybody do that, but you have a mm -hmm. piece of twine that's extra long and you 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 uh, train it up the twine and it it kind of winds around it. You wind it around it, um, and then you drop the twine down when it gets tall, and you end up with a spiral of the stem down on the ground. Uh, that you would want to pinch off the suckers, but that is an ultra specialized way to grow tomatoes. Uh, that's not a home garden thing, but no. I, um, what, yeah. what about the uh, bottom branches? Uh, you should keep them all from touching the ground. Is that correct? Uh, they don't touch the ground if they're in a good wire cage. Right. Okay. I mean, it was mostly when they were first planted before they were big enough to be touching any side of the cage. Uh, I, I'm happy with what I said. They they come <laughs> up. They don't lay down right away. They're not prostrate. They're uh, uh, they're they're upright growing. Their their stems they just try to establish themselves as more stems. They're they're not right down on the ground anyway. I mean, if you want to cut them off, cut them off. But I I don't want to compromise my answer. I don't remove suckers. Perfect. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Good deal. Thanks for the call. Hey. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. Let's see where I am time wise. I just I will go ahead and take the break. We have Michael in Weatherford. And this is going to be a fun call. I'm looking forward to it. I'll see if I can help. Um, we go to uh, uh, my offer on my book, which is, uh, I can do this one fairly quickly, in fact. The book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, which you will only uh, find on my website and by calling my office. Only two ways you're going to get to the book. Uh, it's not in stores, not on Amazon, and uh, it's $36.95. Simple as that. Uh, if you buy it, you're not satisfied with it, I'll buy it back from you. And uh, 
Simple as that. So uh, I sign it and mail it to you. Uh, it is not in stores and not on Amazon. I'll say that for the second time. It has 11 chapters, 344 pages, 840 of my photos. It was printed in Texas. It's a hardback on high-quality paper. And I will tell you that if you want to give it as a gift, maybe for Mother's Day or a housewarming gift somewhere else in Texas, southern Oklahoma, it will apply. It is written for every county in the state of Texas. And uh, that would also apply on the other side of the Red River because it's not a lot different on the other side of the Red River than it is in Wichita Falls, for example, or, or uh, Sherman. So happy to uh, extend that offer there as well. So if you'd like to get a copy of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, go to my website. You can learn more about the book there, uh, and that is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, or call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But please, whatever you do, do not buy the old cowboy boot book. This one is so much better, and this one is not going to be in the stores. That's where people end up bringing the cowboy boot book to me and saying, would you sign this? Oh, no, you didn't just buy it. Yeah, I did. I'm going to give it as a gift. Oh, no. And uh, you want the one with the Adirondack chair on the cover. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy. Tommy has been at the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney for a good while which in the Methodist faith uh, doesn't always happen, but he has grown our church, that is our church, uh, significantly, and uh, we are so lucky that he uh, is there, uh, so very lucky, and we hope you'll join us, and that you'll be a part of our church. Uh, services are at 8, 9, and then 10.05 and 11.10. The 10.05 service also live streams, so join us there if, if that's more convenient at sharingtheheart.org. And there are archived podcast versions of it online by early afternoon at sharingtheheart.org. Hope you'll join us. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. These are local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure that you succeed in every project you tackle. Once they've helped you check off your list, they'll ask you those questions and make sure that you have uh, the tack rag for your varnishing jobs and uh, you name it, all the way down the list. I picked one I knew. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on electrical and plumbing that I don't know. But they'll they'll make sure you go out with everything that you're going to need so you don't have to make a mad dash back right at closing time to try to get some other project so you can turn the power back on. So they know what they're doing. They have specialists in each department. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on miracle Grow flower garden soil. One and a half cubic foot bags get two bags for $20. There is a limit of 60. Uh, ready to grow big, beautiful in-ground flowers? Trust miracle Grow garden soil for flowers. It's enriched with continuous-release plant food. This soil will feed for up to three months. Meanwhile, moisture control technology protects plants against over- and under-watering. Grow plants twice as big with miracle Grow versus unfed plants. It's for in-ground use only. Ace stores are parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community, so you're getting help from people you already know. They're your neighbors. Local experts with localized advice. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, or when a stinging creature or poison ivy has reached out to get you. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now, back to Neil. Let's go to Michael in Weatherford. Next call up, Michael. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, uh, when we were in Fort Worth, my wife's mother passed, and she was able to get her uh, St. Joseph lily bulbs and bring them to the house. And 
Eventually, she passed them on to a friend who they proliferated at her house. And at one point, we saw a white, or what we think was a white, St. Joseph lily. Is that possible? Boy, if it's if it's possible, I would love to see it. I promise not to bring a shovel. Uh, that would <laughs> well, that, that would be uh, that would be really spectacular. Okay, because I, I you know I, my thought was I wonder if I could track that down and take a shovel, you know, and 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 see see what I could get. But mm-hmm. if it's not possible, then I won't put too much effort. No, into that, that sort of thing happens all the time. I have personally, I, I'm not the bulb expert that that, for example, Greg Grant is over in Tyler. Uh, Greg lives in East Texas, and he's made a life career of, of propagating St. Joseph's lily and a bunch of uh, rain lilies and a lot of other uh-huh. things, daffodils. He's wonderful. And he also is a very gregarious uh, uh, friend, uh, just a, a go-to horticulturist. But and, you've never seen a white St. Joseph's lily? I have not. He may have, but I'm not aware oh, okay. of any. And, and it would be beautiful. That would be just great. Yeah, now, it, it was, it's funny because it was, you know, it had all these red with the white stripes, and this one in the middle of it had white with red stripes. Well, so. be very careful that you're not looking at the uh, the more tropical Christmas amaryllis that looks very similar. It tends mm, to have okay. wider, yeah, it tends to have wider petals and sepals that will recurve back more. St. Joseph's lily is very definitely more trumpet-shaped. Right. narrower uh, flower parts. They're and, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, the Christmas one is not as winter hardy. It's beautiful. It's a very showy thing, but it will freeze. Whereas St. Right. Joseph's Lily will make it through our winters. Oh, yeah. They are quite hardy for sure. We've had nothing but luck with them. And when we came out from Fort Worth to uh, Weatherford, I was a little worried. But now nah, they're, they're they're growing great right out here. So good friend of mine now, now gone. Uh, brought to me a big clump of St. Joseph's Lily, the red one, the old hardy amaryllis, mm-hmm. uh, to my garden show when I used to do it. And I think it I broke that clump apart, and I think it had probably 20 or, or more plants in one clump. And now <laughs> I think I probably have 250 of them. Oh, my. From that. Yeah, they've been. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done beautifully, and I think Steve would be proud of me for that. Uh, oh, yeah. It's... Uh, it, it's it's a great plant. I love that. And and you said who? What, what was this guy's name again? Uh, his name was Steve. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Good enough. All right. Hey, thank you for your yeah, time. He was so he was from it. your side of town. He was, you know. Oh, okay. So, and I'll and see what I can cold, come up with cold area. No, I'm yeah. He's he's moved. He's moved on to heaven. But uh, oh, 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 I beg you. Well, I I guess what I was asking about was the uh, gentleman you were talking about initially, who uh, who was. You were saying I had a, had a lot yeah. of information on him. Greg is uh, is very good, and I'm not going to get into a lot of detail on him. I said that yesterday on KLIF because I don't want to get people descending on him asking about uh, I understand. He is a, a public uh, servant uh, working for a, a university agency, and uh, I don't know that he wants to try to – yeah, he's probably got enough time. Yeah, he's got, he's yeah. got a day job, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate All it. All right. I'm glad you called. If you do come up with that, let me know. I'll do it, sure. Thanks. Thank you, Michael. Have a Bye-bye. great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Let me see where we are time-wise. I'll take a break, and then I want to help Corey and Azel. Uh, he has a Chinese pistachio question. Let me look back at something. I don't know if he had tried to call yesterday. I had one that I didn't get on the air that I thought might be Corey. But let me, uh, you know what, I can do that right now. I've got time. Corey, this is uh, Neil. How can I help you today in Azel? Hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, yes, sir. I have two questions. Um, I actually heard about you by word of mouth just like last week. So I signed up for the newsletter. I'm fixing to buy the book right now. Um, but um, so I had a Chinese pistache planted three weeks ago, I guess. And um Last year, I planted a bur oak and almost killed it by overwatering it. So I got a water bag for both and um, following the guide that I was given from the nursery. And uh, But I heard you say to another caller that you can sunburn the, uh, the Chinese pistache, and even with the water bag on, that can happen? Well, uh, I'm not a big advocate of the water bag, so I kind of discount that without even, even thinking about it. I'd, I, I normally, it's not in my mind because I don't use them, um, but that, that probably would help, I guess. 
Okay. So when the water bag comes off, I just, I just wrap the trunk. Yeah, I guess you'll have to. I just don't think the water bags are, yeah, I, I, yeah. Not not the way I would water. I'd normally leave a berm around my trees, a, a shallow basin, and I fill that thoroughly uh, several times a week. If the tree came out of a 10 or 20-gallon uh, uh, container, it gets 10 or 20 gallons, whatever the amount of water was. It gets of uh, soil. That's what it gets in water about every third day during the growing season. I want to keep it moist at all times. I don't want to let it get dry. And I just don't think that's going to happen with a water bag. People get so tired of having to fill the water bags. I just don't advocate for the water bags. And then people use water bags on trees that are 8 inches in diameter for crying out loud. What are they thinking? The roots are way out there over there. And so uh, you'll never hear me recommending the water bags. It would be all right on a small tree, I guess. It would be fine. But I would still wrap the trunk. Um, I, the the sun scald can happen clear up to the bottom limbs. The water bag isn't going to go up high enough. Right, right. Okay. And then uh, I I was poking around on your uh, your website and I realized that you're not an advocate of weed and feed now. And um, so I did a broadleaf spray, which you recommended on the on the website. Mm-hmm. And then I waited a few weeks and I. Um, I put a, an ironite treatment on my lawn to just says it's going to make the lawn greener. And then a few weeks later I did weed and feed and I'm not too sure I haven't killed it. Killed the what? The yard. The yard. Well, the, the reason I'm not an advocate of weed and feed products uh, is that there is a weed killer used in, in one of them commonly, atrazine that is very damaging to shade trees and can only be used on St. Augustine. And people don't read the label, and it it has cost many thousands of trees their lives. So I just don't want to get into that. It's heavily advertised, and uh, I just I don't, want to, don't want to go there. Um, sure. And then plus, uh, they're, they're very heavily advertised back in February, which might be the beginning of the time to put out a pre-emergent weed killer, late February, early March, but it's way too early to fertilize. So that rules it out as a weed, okay, but not feed, too early to feed. By the time it's time to put out a, pre-emerg- a, a fertilizer, it's too late for the pre-emergent weed killer. So they don't, they don't mesh together properly in the early spring. So people are misled. They say, well, I didn't get control of the weeds. Well, you put your fertilizer out too late. Well, I, I, I put the weed killer out, but the fertilizer didn't seem to do anything. Well, you put it out too early. The grass wasn't ready to grow yet. So it, that's, that's just too confusing. And, you know, we're too lazy. Make two passes over the lawn four weeks apart. It's easy to do. And stay away from atrazine. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you talking to me. Yeah, I don't know whether your lawn is dead or not. Uh, there, there are a couple of weed killers, atrazine and simazine, which are intended for St. Augustine and Bermuda. And if you use them on the the wrong grass back and forth, then you have a problem. And so that may be what happened. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So I did, can I fertilize again in a few weeks? Yeah, in, in two months. It, you've done plenty now. Let's just sit tight for at least six or eight weeks and see how things go. Okay, so, I know you yeah. have to run. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for the call very much. All right, yeah, I'm going to miss an ad here, and I'll just not worry about it. Um, but anyway, I appreciate uh, that. You're always welcome to call me ahead of time. He didn't know about the program in time to, to make that call. But... I have turned down some pretty substantial ads uh, with because I didn't want to do weed and feeds and uh, big ad contracts, five-figure ad contracts. It, I'm pretty hard-headed when it comes to things like that. I think I want to go to a newscast, and I'll come back. I'll do my ad break on the other side. Stay tuned. DFW's News, Talk, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WBAP. And KPLX 99.5 FM HD2. A Cumulus Media Station. Trending now. It's unclear what's to come for Bed Bath & Beyond. 
I'm Lori Waffenschmidt at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. In Denton, an accident is blocking two right lanes on I-35 E southbound at Bonnie Bray. And in Fort Worth, 35W southbound between Golden Triangle Boulevard and Heritage Trace Parkway is closed due to road construction. That's causing stop traffic from Keller Hicks Road. Your WBAP forecast today showers mainly between 11 and 2, highs in the mid-50s. The chance of precipitation is 80%. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 46. Right now, it is 40. Excuse me, 49 degrees in Dallas and in Fort Worth. Bed Bath & Beyond has filed for bankruptcy protection. In a statement, the beleaguered home goods chain says it voluntarily made the filing to implement an orderly wind-down of its businesses while conducting a limited marketing process to solicit interest in selling its assets. The company says its stores and websites will remain open and continue serving customers. Texas Democrats held a series of civil rights protests across Texas over the weekend, including Plano. State Representative Mahalia Plesa represents parts of Collin County and says protests were also held in Houston and San Antonio. In Collin County, we're going to be talking about, obviously, gun sense policy, um, anti-abortion policy. The Collin County demonstration was held at Haggard Park in Plano. Extreme heat has sent temperatures soaring in Thailand as authorities warn people to stay indoors. The meteorological department says the highest temperature in the next 24 hours could reach 43 degrees Celsius, which is 107 Fahrenheit in the country's north, and could hit 104 in the capital of Bangkok. Right now, it's 49 degrees here in Dallas and Fort Worth. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Our next news update at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD2, home of Hal J in the morning. Thank you, Lori, very much. Let me tell you about Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, specifically WBRoofing.com. I want to refer you to their website because you'll find a lot of really great information on the website. I went out to do some recording with Jake Wortham the uh, other day, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to look at the website and spend an hour looking at it. I'm not suggesting you spend an hour, but I thought I'd better look at every nook and cranny there just to see if there are any things I want to ask and, and become more familiar with. And it's it's really interesting because um, there there when you do 125,000 roofs, there are some stories in there. And so I, I asked him about some of those, and, and uh, they... They do churches, they do apartments, they do a lot of things. And when you start doing a an apartment complex, that was interesting. When you start doing churches, uh, when I found out that, that one of our good friends is a developer, a builder, and he uses their services. So he has, has used a lot of Wortham Brothers roofs. And we have too. We we ran the dial up one roof at a time. That's kind of pale by comparison to, to uh, our friend. Uh, who can ring them up uh, 10 or 20 at a time. But, well, I'm sure they were happy to have ours in there. And I'm happy to have their roof on our house because it is a great roof. They are affordable, um, You, if especially if you're working with an insurance settlement because of hail or uh, uh, wind damage or something of that sort. Uh, they are especially helpful because they'll show you things that you can do to make your roof better won't necessarily cost you a whole lot more and it's an investment in the quality and durability of the roof and an investment that will probably end up saving you money because you're going to have a roof that uh, will uh, uh, either uh, cost less for insurance it has impact resistant shingles or it will have uh, better um, ventilation and it will cost you less to uh, air condition in the summer. So all those things are important, and Wortham Brothers can point them out. They work with you. There, that's what I got out of the website, plus about a million other things. 972-562-5788. 972-562-5788. That website is wbroofing.com. Wortham Brothers, roofing company serving all of DFW. DFW's number one rated news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 820, WBAP, and 99.5 FM HD2. 
Whiskey Stone, they've been since 1983. Do that math. Can you make that subtraction? That's 40 years, folks, a third-generation family business. You see what I'm sharing with you here, a second-generation family business in the last ad, third-generation here, Mike and Derek Wisnand, a father and son. It's a, it's a son and grandson, actually, of the founder. And uh, they are there to make sure that you have the, the stone of your dreams. That's, that's, I've never used that term before. Probably never will again. But they have everything from the finest quarries in the Southwest. Whether you're doing a retaining wall or a, 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 a paved, uh, some kind of a beautiful stone patio or just decorative stone in your landscape, maybe it's boulders, maybe it's a fountain, Maybe it's a retaining wall, whatever it is. Maybe it's just decorative gravel. They have it all at, at Whiskey Stone. And they'll show you how to, how to get them in place. They, they can, they'll be happy to do that. In fact, they have demonstration gardens where they've uh, had classes. They also have access to the finest landscape contractors who really know how to lay stones in case you don't. So they'll refer you to those people. They're very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Contracting Association. Uh, so all of these things become very important to you when you buy beautiful stone from Whiskey Stone. They're open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. It's a destination trip to go there, not because of distance, just because you want to allow plenty of time. You're going to love it. Friendly people eager to help you. 22 acres of beautiful stone in southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South. 4501 East Loop 820 South in Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's Whiskey Stone. News Talk 820, WBAP, FM 99.5 HD2, and WBAP.com. I might add, if you ever miss a website or an actual address or anything like that, I keep them archived on my uh, on my website, neilsperry.com, and uh, radio sponsors. And they're all right there with active links, I might add. So you can always find them there. That uh, is a very used and helpful tool for you. Finally, before we go back to the uh, phones, Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. Your trees represent one of the biggest investments in your home landscape probably without any question, the biggest investment. And you need to take the best possible care of them. A, a great shade tree in the proper place can be worth $10,000 or more. And uh, Arborological Services will protect that investment and let it live and thrive and prosper for many, many, many years, decades. So you need to have them on the job. Uh, they have uh, crews going every direction from their corporate offices every morning. And uh, you want to get on the uh, the regular route so that your trees can be looked at once a year by their skilled professionals. And that way, if a storm ever comes through and you have a major calamity, you go to the front of the line on the thing. It's, it's not required by any measure. They'll help you quickly. But if there's an emergency, they, they deal with their existing customers first. Any good business would do that. And they just make sure they are not just any old good business. They are the best of the good businesses. Arborological Services. They are a second-generation family business. Uh, Steve Hauser, the founder, is still very actively involved since 1981 when they began. All three of the companies in this break started in the 1980s. And I've been advertising for each of them for many, many years. Arborological Services, 866 552 7267. That's a toll-free number for anywhere in the Metroplex. That's where they work, the Metroplex. This is not a company that's based out of New Jersey. They are here, only here. 866-552-7267. On the web, it's arborological.com, Facebook Arborological Services, Inc., and Twitter at The Tree Experts. And you need to use them for the finest in tree work. It's Arborological Services. One more time, 866-552-7267. DFW's News, Talk, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 820, WBAP. And KPLX, 99.5 FM, HD2. A Cumulus Media Station. Trending now. 
All right, and somewhere in there we'll have a rejoinder for Baylor, and I'll just tell you, my electronic newsletter is eGardens. You can sign up for it at neilsperry.com. It's free, always will be, and I hope you'll sign up. Baylor Scott & White Health now offers virtual care anytime, like right now or later today, so you don't have to drop what you're doing to get the care that you need. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download the MyBSW Health app today. And now back to Neil. I got 20 minutes and the score is one to nothing. If I can just hold it together, I win this day. I rarely win a day. Thank you, Mike. We're fine. Let's go to Lee in Fort Worth. and need some phone calls, folks. 800-288-WBAP. 800-288-9227. I love doing this, and, and uh, we hope to get another call or two before we get through because I got plenty of time. 800-288-9227. Lee, you're on the air. How can I help you? Hello, Lee. Are you talking to Lisa? Oh, I guess I am. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was doing a load of laundry. I had time during the commercial. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to say I'm in East Fort Worth. The boars are prolific this year. I think about an hour, hour and a half ago, I heard someone say they were putting one in on their red leaf Japanese maples. I've lost one, and most of mine are 20 years old. I had an arborist come out. It's boars. They were on all of my trees, including oaks. So people beware. It might just be East Fort Worth. I don't know if you've seen them or not this year because we've had some really strange weather. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, though, Lisa. Uh, Boars are very specific to species of trees. The type of boar that gets in a peach tree is not the same type of boar that would get in an ash tree or that would get into a maple tree. Um, So, um, you know, they they are very prone to specific types of insects. I'm sorry that you're seeing that. Uh, When you talk about a red-leafed Japanese maple, then you're really talking about a Japanese maple, not a red maple, so need to be really careful there. You'll you'll end up uh, getting the wrong advice. So what you have is a Japanese maple? Right. I just look at the tags, the Callaways, when I buy them, and it said red color, so I assumed that was more of the correct name. Red red maple is uh, Acer uh, rubrum, and and Japanese maple's Acer palmatum. Red maple gets okay. 30 to 40 feet tall, and, and Japanese maples usually are, are anywhere from 5 to 20 feet tall. Very different right. uh, very different trees. But, uh, yeah, the boars uh, can be a real challenge. Uh, Japanese maples have been have, have had some struggles from the drought last summer, and that's when these, uh, these uh, uh, boars will move in. Um, I haven't had a lot of, I have a lot of Japanese maples in our uh, woods, in our, uh, in our shade, and I use them as uh, color, small color trees in the, uh, in the shade, and um, I haven't seen a lot of boar issues, but, but I have seen them in other people's landscapes, and usually it's when the tree is stressed for one reason or another. Last year's drought would have been a major contributor to boars moving into Japanese maples. I'm, I'm, we're going to have to pull the phone down. It's just the my earphones sure. are breaking my eardrums. So I got you. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the call very much. But you're uh, very just, welcome. Just, Thanks just for be your careful help. with them. You betcha. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, that, that's probably what caused it. All right. Let me go to Carol in McKinney. Bye. Carol, this is Neil. Good morning. Mr. Neil, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Peachy keen. Well, listen. Here's the question. We put two medley plum trees in our yard. Uh, four years ago, and uh, last year they began mature production. This year um, we had blooms all over them. We sprayed them after the blooms came off. Uh, We have plenty of plums on both trees, but we noticed when we were working with them yesterday that we've got a lot of uh, fruit on the ground. Um, He thought that it might have been from the wind. I'm wondering if they're just dropping naturally. Can you speak to that? Uh, it's not uncommon for them to abort. It's not a bad thing because you don't want uh, plums to be uh, uh, too close to uh, together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you get them closer than oh four or five inches apart, 
then they will be of lesser quality. So you need to thin them anyway. Uh, a lot of times hail, small hail will knock them off. Wind will knock them off as they, uh, as they bang into one another. Um, mm-hmm. and, and like I say, they will abort naturally. Uh, early in the game when they're very small, although they would not be this small this late in the season, but they will abort a few days after, maybe a week after uh, the, the flowers fade uh, because they haven't been pollinated. But if they mm-hmm. have been there for two or three weeks, which these would have, Right. And that's that's not the not the cause. Yeah, the fruit's about gra- what I'd call a, a good grape size right, right. now. Yeah. So yeah. So my my guess one. would be that they probably have been knocked off by the strong winds. We've had a couple of days that were very windy. Okay. All right. So one more quick question. Mm-hmm. We also have a kefir pear tree in the yard. Uh, two years ago, we noticed the blight that came on the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, we let it go ahead through another season. We had it professionally pruned last year, and I noticed, uh, again, golly, the blossoms on that thing were just incredible this year. But um, it, to me, it looks like we've got blight all over the tree now. Do a, Is there anything we can treat it with, or do we just take it out? Um, answer could go either way. Are you pretty sure you got a kefir pear? Yes. All right. Uh, Kiefer is one of the ones that should be most resistant to fire blight. Let me bring everybody else up to speed. Fire blight is a bacterial disease that gets into pears at the time that they're blooming. Bees carry it in as they're pollinating the flowers. Uh, it, it is called fire blight because it will cause the tips of the, uh, of the branches to die back. I've already mm-hmm. decided that will be one of the stories in my electronic newsletter this week in eGardens because I was taking some photos this week of calorie pears, which is not a good tree, but I was in a park um, about three days ago, and the calorie pears were blackening on all of their tips. I didn't think I'd ever see that happen, and and I didn't think uh, kefir would ever show it, but it's become much more serious in the last 10 years on uh, these things that have heretofore been resistant. you can spray for it. Uh, the control is agricultural streptomycin applied at the time that they're blooming. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to give it one more season to see how bad it gets this summer, uh, okay. you could do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish anything on you to make you prune all the growing tips out of it. I sure wouldn't yeah. spend to have somebody come out and do that. But, you know, it may die back enough that you say, I'm not going to wait on it. This, this needs to go. Uh, how big is the tree? How old is the tree? Uh, the tree's 15 years old. So it's good sized. Yes, um, sir. Yeah. I'd, I might be tempted to, to wait and make sure that it's uh, because you could always spray next year. As, as widespread as it is, though, I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet that tree's not going to be savable, salvageable. Okay. I okay. hate that because kefir has been our go-to recommendation, and and it's just when it when it gets fire blight, then we know that there isn't much room left to grow pears. Yeah, and honestly, I was really surprised because I thought we did a relatively good job of the branches that we pruned off right? Um, uh, to take care of business. But um, Well, between and now said, and Thursday, when eGardens comes out, I'm going to be doing some homework to see uh, what's changed. Why is kefir now suddenly, and why are, why are the calorie pears and the ornamental pears so much more uh, involved? I know where I was when I saw the ornamental pears hit for the first time. And that was about 10 years ago. Let me hang on just a second. I do some quick math here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my age is is well documented. It was it was my uh, it was my uh, 45th class reunion, and uh, this would have been our 56th year, and so mm-hmm. it's 11 years ago. And wow. uh, down down in Conroe. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. go to Conroe. I went to Consolidated and College Station, but but we went down to see a friend afterwards, and it was just all the stuff down around Lake Conroe was just packed with fire blight all over their ornamental pears. So anyway, I'll see what I can all find right. before Thursday. But I think, you know, I think I'd give it a little longer to see if it gets really bad, and if it if it doesn't, then I would spray with streptomycin next spring when it's in bloom. Sounds like a plan. We'll look for your newsletter. At a girl. Thank you, Carol. Take care. Bye bye. All right, we have Ken in Fairview. I'll take uh, his call right after I do my last break of uh, this uh, this program. 
Thank you all for making this program good. It's been a good program. I've enjoyed this. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening may be the only gardening reference book that you will need to be successful right here in Texas. It is a hardback. It is 344 pages in length. That's a significant book. It has 840 of my photos. That was a significant year of work. And it was printed in Texas. Clear Visions printed it and Universal Book Bindery. A uh, almost 100-year-old bindery in downtown San Antonio. I, I went down to tour that when they were doing my book. My book was all through the, the bindery. It was fascinating. It's about 16 different stations of binding a book all around when I got my tour. I loved that. 11 chapters covering lawns, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annual and perennial flowers, fruit, vegetables, the whole works. It's right there for you. I think it will make you a more successful gardener. And if you disagree after you've had it for a little while and you say, you know, I'd like my money back, I'll refund every penny of it. Now, chapter 2 is very special because it's that 48-page calendar that tells you month by month when you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants for every county in Texas. For a limited time, I've reduced the price to just $36.95. That'll help you in a tough economic year. It'll help me. I have cash flow issues just like anybody else does. I'm a small business person, and, and so there you go. Satisfaction guaranteed or a full refund? There are two ways you can buy it since it is not in stores and it is not on Amazon. You can buy it directly from my office by calling Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it from my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Just please don't order a book by me from Amazon or in a bookstore. You'll be getting the old cowboy boot book. You want the one with the Adirondack chair on the cover, and you get that from neilsperry.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. You hear me talk about my book being printed in Texas, and that was on purpose. And you hear a lot of other talk about things being made in America. You're about to get another dose of it right here. Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Mueller is made in America, and they're mighty proud of that. They've been doing that for more than 90 years, 9-0. They founded during the Depression. Mueller metal roofing and steel buildings are made right here in America by people who care about quality of both materials and of their workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home, maybe it's a custom steel building, maybe even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA and with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal buildings or roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families. These are ordinary, hardworking people who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. If somebody's been doing something for 90 years, you might figure they are doing it right. Mueller is. Visit MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. Mueller, made in America and made to last. MuellerInc.com. Once again, join Neil in thanking this hour's sponsor, Baylor Scott & White Health, for offering virtual care anytime, even nights, and Saturdays and Sundays on the MyBSW Health app. Just text BETTER, B-E-T-T-E-R, to 88408 to download it today. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very, very much. And we go to Ken in Fairview. Ken, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, Hi, Neil. Um, I'll make this as fast as I can. Uh, I'm going into uh, fourth season 
with a new Palisade zoysia lawn. Uh, the prior three years, it has greened up very nicely in the spring. This year, it is not greening up. It almost looks like the middle of January or so. Uh, I'm getting just a little bit of green coming uh, through the thatch or the, the dead stuff, and I don't even have any thatch. It's basically dirt. Uh any idea what's going on with zoysia this spring? I think be patient. Um, I have looked at a couple of zoysia lawns uh, in, not in Fairview, but in uh, in South McKinney, and uh, where we vote, in fact, and they look as you described. Uh, I'll be looking at them as we vote this week, and I'll see if it looks any better than it did about two weeks ago. Um, St. Augustine looks horrible right now, and it's greening yeah. up slowly. I, I just think everything is coming out about, you know, everybody's been talking about, oh, things are blooming early this year. Well, the lawns right. are not greening up early. They're slow. And this cool weather this uh, last week and, and what's coming ahead is not going to speed things up any. So I think just be patient. We can't do much else. We're not going to go out and tear up our lawns right now. Uh, just to start, I have a big area that was St. Augustine. We had to have a new septic tank put in after 45 years, and it tore up a whole hillside. And I'm now looking at that thinking, I think my St. Augustine is totally gone, whether from the drought last year because it's not an irrigated part of our yard. It's It was a hillside, just a hillside. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do there. I may be planting Bermuda there again because the St. Augustine crowded out. I'm in the same boat you're in, and I'm just waiting and seeing for about two more weeks. Okay, think, we'll be patient. I, yeah, yeah, I know, and it, it's a killer. And 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 zoysia is slow to green back up again. The cold would not have done it to zoysia. Zoysias are winter hardy, so I, I, that part I wouldn't worry about. I just think it's that's all zoysias are notoriously slow uh, about greening up in the spring. That's one of the drawbacks of them is that they are late to green. Okay, thank you very much. I'll be so, patient. Calm down. <laughs> Get some rest. I will. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. All right, folks. Hey, Mike. One and oh, I win one. It's first time in years. <laughs> Mike Bass produced my program, and he does a wonderful job. I'm fortunate to have him. Folks, I'm fortunate to have you as my audience. Thank you for that. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great week. Until then, happy gardening.